0: Five, four, three, two, one. Dexter Stucky presents... Industry Friends. Friends. Welcome to another edition of Industry Friends. I am your host, Dexter Stuckey. I have in the building with me today a co-worker now mm-hmm. and a friend, uh, Aaliyah Jones.
1: Yay! Welcome hey to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> so, you know, I always start the show off with a personal story. Uh, Aaliyah is in... The in the dance industry, mm-hmm. and personal story that I have actually I have two. So one, <laughs> um, recently I was in Target. Right. Oh, so I probably shouldn't say the place. I was, not,
1: it doesn't matter. I
0: was recently in an establishment. <laughs> you guys just heard me say, and a person was like, "Oh, you work at iHeart," and I'm like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> is Aaliyah there?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I did see her today when I was in there." Yeah, and they were like, oh, "Okay." And then when I talked to you about it, you were like, did, did the person look like this? Uh-huh. Were they this tall?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Was Did they weigh like a bit about this much? Did they begin with a this? And I was like, yeah. You're like, yeah, that's my
1: stalker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the flesh, in the flesh, in the flesh.
0: So you, Aliyah, again, like I said before, is in the dance industry. Yeah. And um, my second story, really quickly, is just that I met your father before yes. I met you. Okay. And I always call him Pastor Jones. You uh-huh. know, um, your father's a pastor, uh-huh. which we will get into a little bit later. <laughs> and I would always say, "Oh, hey, Pastor Jones, this, that and the third, so forth, and so on." And then, as I'm talking to you, I'm like, "What's your last name again?" Just <laughs> dumb. This is the Just the whole dumb. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm intimidated by celebrities.
1: Whatever. <laughs> oh my God, we're real friends. We're not. I'm not a celebrity.
0: Um, now, again, your pastor is. I mean, your father is a pastor,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and your background is dance.
1: Uh huh
0: how do those two things like correlate together? Like, was he okay with you getting into this industry or were you like, was he like, no, you can't do this.
1: He actually was prepared for it before I even decided that I wanted to do it. Okay. So, um, I danced my entire life, uh, more so in his church than anything else. Okay. Grew up dancing at church from ages, I would say probably six all the way up until I graduated from high school. Um, but, As a kid, I danced for the Junior Sixers, Mm -hmm. which was like they had like a team for, you know, kids, teenagers or whatever. Did that for four seasons. The end of my last season with the Junior Dancers, my dad asked my coach and my mentor. She's still my mentor. I call her my big sister, Dana Smith. um, Basically had a conversation with her like about how was it something that he could trust me being in? Oh, like okay. would it be um I'm trying to think of a good term to use um is it safe more so like would i as a young girl if that was something that i wanted to do And mind you at the time i did not want to be a sixers dancer because the older sixers dancers were a little to us mm-hmm. corny so i definitely was like not with it <laughs> i didn't want to do it at all um it just wasn't on my radar at the time and he was just trying to make sure like if i if she does this Can I trust that she's going to be okay in it? Not Mm -hmm. if, like, he knows me. I'm going to be fine. But he was more so like, you know, all these grown men and I'm going to be fresh out of high school, things like that. So my dad was kind of foreseeing that for me before I even got there. So he definitely was, um, you know, very supportive. Uh, My first audition... The final audition was at Parks Casino. And being a pastor, you don't go to the casino. Yeah, probably not. (laughs) And my dad came, and I was dancing on top of the bar. And he was there and supporting me through it in my little two-piece outfit. So he's definitely dad first, not pastor first. So he supports anything that I decide to do. That's amazing. Yeah. Because
0: you really don't hear a lot of that. Like, you don't Mm -hmm. hear parents supporting their kids in general sometimes. And let alone, like, your dad being a pastor and still supporting you getting into, like, this industry what was your experience like on the Junior Sixers team
1: it was cool Um, it's very different than the older girls well we call them the older girls it's very different from them because they the Junior team was more hip hop based Mm -hmm. where the older team barely was doing hip hop at the time now they do a lot more of it but when I came on they weren't doing any of it they weren't allowed to so it was definitely a funner environment I would say that or more fun funner is not a word more fun environment I know what you meant Um, uh huh (laughs) uh definitely a more fun environment um but it definitely gives you the experience of being a professional dancer um because you're getting to dance in a big arena with thousands of people Mm -hmm. and a lot of kids don't get that opportunity so i got to do that on a regular so i think it very much prepared me to go to the next level and be comfortable so by the time i got to being a big girl or older girl i was comfortable like i felt like this was where I was supposed to be. Like I wasn't nervous, honestly, at all because I had done it for so long the next before. Step. Exactly. It was literally just the next step.
0: No, how did you get into the junior dancing?
1: So, uh I have two brothers and a sister. Mm-hmm. And my brothers always went to the Six Airs basketball camp every summer. It was like a day camp for a week. Um I was fourteen just turned 14 that same week and just graduated from eighth grade so i thought i was you know big shit grown (laughs) or whatever and my mom just decided this particular summer she was like um you and your sister aren't staying home for a week while your brothers are in camp i'm gonna find something for y'all to do so we're (laughs) sitting there twiddling our thumbs waiting for her to figure out what she wants us to do and she came up with the sixers dance camp so it used to be like a day camp where you got taught by the actual sixers dancers do they still have that they don't They don't have it anymore. Nope, it's no longer um, in existence. Uh, But that's what she decided to do. And I remember literally fighting her to go because, again, I thought I was grown. And I think the age cutoff was 13. But I had just turned 14 that week. So they allowed me to still go because my mom begged them. And I was like, why would you do that? Like, I don't (laughs) want to go. So me and my sister went, and I remember the first routine that they taught. So they would break you up into groups by age group, of course. And then um, they would teach you different routines by different instructors. The instructor that I had, Mom, was the Sixers Dancers coach for about 20 years or something Mm like that. Um, So when I started dancing, she was basically like, oh my gosh you're so good you should be on our team and I had no clue what she was talking about so I was just like "All right, lady like not paying (laughs) her any mind Um, and then I told my mom about it and my mom was like nah I had one of those moms that if she don't know about it you ain't doing it like period she was just like nah we don't have we got church stuff like we're not doing it so finished camp that was fun I had an amazing time by the end, again, I hated it in the beginning, but by the end, I loved it. And I really wanted to do the junior program, but my mom was still like, nah, you don't, there's no reason for you to do it. Like, we don't have time for that. They practice on Sundays? No, we got church. You're not doing it. <laughs> so, um, we went on vacation for the whole month of August. When I got back from vacation in August, we had letters in the mail, me and my sister Booth, mm-hmm. and they were asking us to come in for auditions. So, they requested wow. for us to come in for an audition. So, we went in and auditioned, and... Uh, about a week later, we heard back, and we made the team.
0: You and your sister? Me and
1: my sister. Did,
0: how did how did she like it?
1: She loved it. Okay. Oh, my God. My sister loved it way more than me. And my sister is very much, I'm I Miss Personality, but not on the scale that she is. Mm-hmm. I'm more reserved with it. You have to kind of bring it out of me. My sister is, like, making friends. Like, we go on vacation. She's in a pool. <laughs> she got three friends. I'm over here with my brother, is minding my own business. Um, So that's how we got on the team, and we just stuck with it. So I did that from ninth grade all the way up until twelfth grade.
0: Now, most of us in college, if we had, like, a a part-time job or something like that, you know, we would go and do our job. But on a regular basis, since it's a Thursday night, like, we're just, we're finishing classes and we're going to go drink or something like that. Mm -hmm. But you in college, you had a full-time job dancing with the 76ers. Yes. How was that experience?
1: Uh, it was good and bad, okay. I'll say. Um, I love my Sixers experience. Um, I would never take that for granted because mm-hmm. um, it was a great experience. I had a lot of great opportunities from it. But it was very difficult doing it um, through school. I felt like I didn't really get um, the college experience I wanted or yeah. needed. Um because I just couldn't be involved in school. Like, I couldn't do clubs. Yeah. I couldn't go to, like, Black Student Union. used to have a meeting on Mondays, and it would be, like, these great topics, and I would have to go for, like, 20 minutes. We're
0: playing the Lakers on Monday. We can't. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, I can't even
1: go. Or it was just practice. I remember my first week, or no, the the day I moved into my dorm, I had to go to a dress fitting for Sixers. So I couldn't even enjoy, like, settling to my dorm. I couldn't finish doing anything. Like, I literally had to hurry up, do my makeup, and leave and run out the door to do something Sixers. So I feel like it, um friendship wise it was very difficult to have friends the group of friends I had at the beginning of my freshman year I didn't have by the end because I just didn't have time to hang out with them and it just kinda I mean I don't know if it was a jealousy factor that you know went into all of that but they just did not want to be my friends after a while
0: i mean it's a little odd to be friends with someone one day and it's like okay we can all go to the lunchroom together and then it's like no i can't do this i gotta go do a party like exactly. a celebrity party. so i could see the i could see where jealousy could come exactly. in with exactly
1: yeah so it was very difficult but again i loved my experience and i feel like that's something you never get like a lot of people can't do this or a lot of people don't ever get that experience even though they really want it and i had a ball um, but it definitely was hard for me in college mm-hmm. because I just felt like I couldn't be a regular college student.
0: It's one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show today is because like I don't think that's something that a lot of people get to do. No. I, sometimes I don't even think it's something that people would even think of. Like oh. this is like you see the girls dancing mm-hmm. and it's kind of like this is cool. That's what they're doing. But yeah. like to be like, you know, I'm a dancer and I want to do this. I aspire to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people... One, like I said, have that dream, and two, know how to get into it. Exactly. If you were telling people, if you were like, this is how what you should do or how you you could get into it, what advice would you give?
1: Um, Well, first, you need to do your research. Um, Excuse me. Definitely do your research because depending on what kind of dance background you have, Mm -hmm. that will determine what type of avenue you want to go into. So, like, NBA dancing is very different from NFL dancing. Because they're more like cheerleaders, and we're more like dancers. Okay. So if you have a very dance background, like you dance, grew up in a studio, then you might be perfect for an NBA team. If you were a cheerleader in high school, then you might want to do an NFL team. Okay. Just because it makes a lot more sense. Um, but definitely do your research and look out for auditions, because that's the only way you get on these teams. They're not just asking you to come and be on the team; you have to go in there on audition. So.
0: Where would you find that they're doing auditions?
1: just their website so if you have a particular team in mind say if you're from Philly and you want to try out for the Eagles then go look on the Eagles website and the audition dates will be posted oh so it's that simple it's that simple yeah
0: okay and then what was your audition process like
1: for me it was different every single year um,
0: you have to audition every year?
1: I have to re-audition every single year. So your spot is always up for grabs. And a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people think it's just a cakewalk. Like, once you get on there the first time, then you're just, you know, whatever. But I've seen a lot of girls get on that first year, and then the next year they are kicked off. Oh. I've seen it. Every year that I have been on that team, someone got kicked off from the previous team. Oh, every wow. year.
0: Can you Do you bond with the girls? Like, do you feel like—because you, like you said, like it's difficult to be friends with people— in college who aren't living this life mm-hmm. but was it easier to make friends with the girls who are living the same similar like life as you like they're in the same profession
1: yeah definitely it's almost like being in a sorority because mm-hmm. um, it's like the sisterhood and nobody really knows what we had to go through to get here or what the experience is like. So you definitely bond with uh, your teammates. Doesn't mean you have to be the best of friends. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're, you're super close, but you do have a bonding moment with them. Like, I love everyone that I've ever danced with. Um, and I support them, even if it's from afar. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we know that we're not all best friends. We have lives outside of our Sixers bubble. Um, but definitely bond. Like, some of my best friends come from Sixers. My okay. mentor, my go-to for everything That I call my big sister, she's a former Sixers dancer. And I know a lot of her friends that she danced with, they Mm -hmm. all are in each other's weddings. They all support each other, like, when they have babies. Like, they're still all friends. And they're
0: they're all from the organization together, They're all from—we
1: all are Sixers dancers, or Uh former Sixers dancers. So that's the cool part about it, where I get to go back and, like, it's so exciting when I get to meet a girl that used to dance on the team. Because we have, like, a similarity— between each other or we can sit and be like oh well who did, who was your coach at the time mm-hmm. and we can just talk about certain things or talk about certain people that we worked with um so it's always cool it's just literally like being in a sorority
0: I was just I could see the sorority connection with yeah, that especially because it's like people that are much much older 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 than you yeah and then it's gonna be people that's that are younger than you too like doing like the same thing yeah do you guys do like an annual like retreat or anything like that we all get together
1: no no annual <laughs> retreat um which is actually a really good idea I might want to start that um or maybe not a retreat but just like a party or something Mm -hmm. but what they used to do I don't know how uh if they're still doing it or not but they used to do like a reunion game so um they would pick one game out of the season and well not out of each season Mm -hmm. it would be like every five years um and they'll invite all the dancers to come back and then we'll put on a whole big performance for halftime so that'll be the halftime everybody so all the alumni so my first season on the team in 2014 was the time that they had or the last time they did the alumni game so I got to meet a lot of the alumni and dance with people that I've always known because I did the junior program as well so a lot of those people watch me grow up in a sense oh, that's nice. um so I got to be around people that like I never got to dance with before now I get to share the court with them so that's a really cool experience but that's probably the extent of like the
0: reunion connection exactly no we were talking about the audition process mm-hmm. and you said it's different every year it's
1: different every single year yeah.
0: what how like how so
1: OK, so for instance, my first year, my first and second year, there was a final audition, which was like a showcase where like your family and friends could come and pull up on you and watch it. Um, so how it would start is it's open call. Open call is like the most important part for people that have never been on the team before, because that's like your moment to kind of get your foot in mm-hmm. that door. Um, what they do is across the floor. It's like literally probably two eight counts of, you know, a little piece and you have to do it literally across the floor
0: a oh, one end,
1: one the, end to the other okay. like it's literally going across the floor and um what happens is there's like normally three girls at the end three either the captains or the coach whoever mm-hmm. but they're not no longer on the team three girls at the end they have either tickets wristbands whatever they decide they want to give out for the day this is how they weed out people and this is another point that i want to make later on but you have to be the full package okay um because if you're not the full package you just aren't built for this industry period um but this is the way they weed out if you don't look the part if you just can't dance at all or if they just don't like they just don't want you yeah that's how they get you without giving you a number without making you register okay so literally you do the across the floor and if they don't like you then they'll be like sorry thank you oh, come again at
0: that moment at
1: that that is the first you're out of cut. breath
0: you just finished and it's like okay at go home. that
1: moment okay if they like you they'll hand you either the ticket or the wristband or whatever or the, your number whatever um so that's the point where you really get to see how cutthroat the industry really is mm-hmm. because they really are like sorry like maybe next year wow and that's it like there's no and there's been girls that cry that will wait until the end of that audition day to ask the coach like why didn't you pick me and then they have to tell them like sorry it wasn't it was your look or sorry you just don't have the ability that we are looking for right now so it's literally that like and that is the first thing you do when you walk in the door oh okay the first thing you do so you can be cut like that you can only be there for 30 minutes not even 30 minutes. If you're the first one in line and you get cut, you're there for five.
0: <laughs> now, you mentioned being the total package. Yeah. What What is the total package?
1: You have to be able to dance, of course. You have to have some sort of ability. Like, it has to be pretty good, too. Like, you mm-hmm. can't just be, like, average. You got to be pretty good at it. Um, You have to look the part. And every look is different depending on the team. Um, so that's why I say research is important. So you need to know like if you're trying to audition for the Sixers you need to go look at what the Sixers dancers look like. Right. And you need to come looking like a Sixers dancer. Because they
0: would have a uniform look that they're kind of going Basically,
1: for. Basically. Um, yeah. In a sense. I would say. Um, but Yeah, you have to have the look. You have to have the personality because you're interacting with a lot of fans on a regular basis. So you have to have that personality. That's why they do um, interviews as well. So, like, halfway through the audition process, you have to go to an interview and sit down with the coach and um, the director of entertainment and talk to them. And they need to see if you can hold a conversation because there's a lot of moments where on game day you have to hold conversations with season ticket holders just to keep them occupied. Like, you don't have to do nothing else but just talk to them.
0: And some people can't do that.
1: Some people can't do that. So um, that's the full package. You got to have the personality, you got to have the look, and you got to be able to dance. Wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now, how long did you do it? Like, how long were you in, like, so not the junior, what do you call like an official?
1: The Yeah, the official six seasons, okay. four seasons.
0: Okay. Four, now, how many years would that be? Four, four years? Okay. Yeah. Did you enjoy it the entire time you were doing it? Because it seems like you were doing it through college. The, the, your entire college span is the end time you did that.
1: Yeah, I didn't enjoy it the entire time. Okay. And I'll say because I think towards the end, or I'll say around my third year is where it starts to get a little hazy. Um, Just because I had other things going on in my life, I was in a relationship, so I always wanted to be up under my man. Um, <laughs> So I was always rushing home. like I just never wanted to be there because I'd rather be with him. Like, just dumb girl stuff. Um. But I think it becomes when you're in it for a long time, you start to lose the love for it just because it starts to become a job. Yeah. It starts to become very routine. And you're doing the same thing every single year. It's just like, all right, like I need some more excitement. Um I definitely the fun came back for my last year because I knew it was my last year going into my last year, and I was determined to not mess up that experience for myself. Like, right. nothing was gonna mess it up for me. So anytime something got on my nerves, I had to just laugh it off because mm-hmm. I'm like, ain't no way y'all gonna mess this up. And I'm about to be miserable my last season, it's not gonna happen. But there was definitely a lot of moments where I hated it, I didn't wanna go. There was nights where I wanted them to lose cause I'm like, come on, don't make <laughs> me do this last dance, y'all, come on, we gotta get out the door. So it was a lot of times where I didn't like it. But, again, it's such a great experience that now looking back, because I'm not on it no more, I do miss it. And I think I did in the moment, took it for granted. But I feel like anybody does that when you're doing it for so long. And it has such major effects on your body and your appearance and everything else. Like, it takes a lot out of you to Mm -hmm. be an answer.
0: The reason I ask like that you enjoy it the entire time is because I know that people will be interested in that, and mm-hmm. I know like once people hear this, like I think that this will like kind of ignite like people to be like maybe you should try this, maybe you should try that, and I don't want people to ever get into something and have that mindset where it's gonna, this is going to be great all the time. Yeah, no, so, like,
1: it's definitely not going to be great all the time, yeah. so, and like, you'll figure that out your first. If you are a rookie, you'll figure that out within the first month because that's the the hardest part, learning all your routines for the season. So, like, you're at boot camp. You're doing nothing but practicing. So that's not even the fun part. Like, you don't even get to the fun part until later on down the line, Mm -hmm. um, until the season actually starts. So, yeah, if a person is really interested in this industry, you just have to be prepared to, like, roll with the punches because it's – not going to be a cakewalk. It's really difficult. And I know it looks super fun. And everybody's like, oh, my gosh. Y'all look like y'all have a... No, we're not always having a blast. And this <laughs> smile is definitely fake today. So, I mean, you have to definitely be built for it. Okay. Definitely.
0: Now, you said the fun part. Mm-hmm. W- what's the fun part?
1: My favorite part was the games. Um, maybe because I have such a personality where I just love being around people and, like, getting to know people. Um, so, I loved being at the games because it's almost like being... In, like, your own little environment, like a... I don't know, like a home... I don't know how to call it. Like, being at home. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how... Or, like, going... Say, for instance, like, when you go to your aunt's house for Christmas and you know all your cousins are going to be there and you're so excited. It's like that. okay. Because it's like all these people that you know you're going to see on a regular basis are all in the same building at the same time. So I feel like that's the fun part, especially performing is always the best part of it. I feel if you're a natural performer, you love to do that. So being able to perform, being around people that you know that you're going to come in contact with, I think those are the best parts. But there's also a lot of other fun stuff. I went to China one year um, with the team. With the six? Okay. Well, with the dance team. I went to China. Um, I've done things like uh, galas. We have big galas every year. Um, I've danced back up for a lot of people that I never thought I would dance back up for, like Bell Biv DeVoe, Jordan Sparks. Oh,
0: because they were performing at the game. Exactly.
1: Or at any of our events. So um, Meek Mill, like you just never know what can happen within a season.
0: You know, it's funny, actually, that you mentioned Meek Mill because I probably should have told this as our personal story because it just clicked to me is that like, because you said like, you know, you've interacted with Uh Meek before. And I remember it started off as a joke that like Meek came into the station one day and he had like a a Gatorade and he didn't drink it or Uh whatever, but he touched it. You know, it was his Gatorade Uh and somebody brought it over to like my side and they put it there and they're like this is Mick's Gatorade <laughs> and, we, and this is right before he went to jail uh-huh. so we were like we're gonna hold this and then um, it was announced he was going to jail and stuff like that and we were like we'll, we'll keep it for him until he gets out of jail
1: uh-huh.
0: like as a joke in mm-hmm. a sense or whatever but then like you know he finally got out and then he came here again, mm-hmm. um, and then he had a water bottle. Mm-hmm. And then the water bottle, he came, in. The, and they brought the water bottle over to us. Mm-hmm. And we, it was just sitting there. <laughs> and again, I'm like, this is a joke, but this joke has been going on for quite some time. Right. It, Whatever, and then you came over and you were like, "What is all this stuff right here?"
1: <laughs> I was, and we
0: were like, we were like, "Oh, this is like mixed Gatorade, and mixed water bottle," and you are like, "Y'all are weird, <laughs> weird as
1: hell." I was like, "Okay," and I was like, "Honestly, I could have got y'all a couple things for real. For real I could have got you a hookah stick or something to add to y'all collection." But yeah, like things like that. Where, and ironically enough, my father knows me personally. Mm-hmm. And you would have thought that I would have met me through my father. But I met him through the Sixers. My first time ever meeting him in person was at a Sixers game. So
0: it's like. Which makes sense, too, because he's local. He would go to the game. Exactly.
1: I mean, I always thought it would be through my dad the first time I met him. Because he knows him. But, no, literally. And I remember I was like, oh, I'm going to tell whom I am today. And I walked right up. I was like, hi, I'm Damon Jones' daughter. So, But that was the first time I met him. Literally in costume. And we've been cool ever since. I see him a lot. Of course, because he's always at the games. But, yeah.
0: Now, when it comes to, like, the, the celebrity aspect of it and meeting celebrities and being around them, do you guys have, like, limitations? Or do you guys have, like, like rules that you can't do certain things?
1: The or- only limitations that we will ever have is when it comes to other ball players. Okay. As far as basketball players. Yeah. Anybody in the NBA, we're not really supposed to be around at any moment. Now, e- doesn't mean— Yeah, Sixers? Yeah. Them especially. You're not supposed to be around.
0: Because you would probably be a distraction.
1: That's what they say. But I feel like it's very unrealistic.
0: Yeah, a little bit, because since we perform on the same court.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, And we're, we are in such a small city on top of that. So it's like, if I want to go out and party, nine times out of ten, the same club I'm partying at is where they're going to we'll be partying at. Yeah. So I feel like it's very non-realistic for them to be like, don't talk to them at all. Or if Do you're they in, tell
0: you that? Like, don't talk to they them? They have
1: in the past. I mean, I think the rule... They've been bending the rule a little bit lately because I think maybe someone complained about it. I think one of the players might have complained that we were a little too rude because they really were like, don't look at them, don't talk to them, don't do nothing. Like, oh. it was that strict in the beginning because a lot of girls abused the rule because they were out here, you know.
0: Doing their thing. Doing their thing. <laughs> trying
1: to uh, secure that back. Um but yeah, so for a minute, I remember there was one day we were like in our huddle before and a player walked by, but I never, where we were standing, they never walked past. So I turned my head and looked, not knowing that it was a player. And my coach was like, are you looking at that player? And I'm like, girl, <laughs> like, it's just, I just looked at him. And she was like, don't look at them. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Because
0: then because then, if they see you, they could be attracted uh, to you and then reach out and then it becomes a situation. Which
1: normally already happens. Yeah. It already happens. And I feel like that's why I say it's very unrealistic. And then you want me to be this perfect. Uh, a personable social butterfly but you don't want me to say anything to the people that are the most important they are the reason why we are here mm-hmm. without the players we have no team so you want me to be mean to these men <laughs> and just not literally and there will be moments we walking down the hallway we see them come in I right in the phone like texting like I'm gonna act like I don't see you but so. they don't
0: have this they're not telling them like don't say anything to the girl no is, yeah. and they
1: abu- when I say abuse that they be like hey how you doing or they know that they're not supposed to talk to us, but they don't care. So they'll still be like, hey, how you doing? Just to see like, if you're going to say something back to be smart. And I'm like, boy, you better get up on my face <laughs>
0: if
1: I get fired. But yeah, that's just how it is. Okay. But those are the only limitations that we really have. And of course, being a Sixers dancer is being a public figure in mm-hmm. the city. So they always hold you to a higher standard as far as how you conduct yourself. So of course, they don't want you out here doing a whole bunch of foolishness mm-hmm. and then it coming back to them. As long as you're keeping your stuff in line and you're not out here wilding, then they don't have no problems with it. They can't tell you that you can't interact with anybody unless it's a player.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, you've also built, like, a really big, like, brand for yourself. Like, you like you retired from the Sixers. mm mm-hmm. um, Do you think you'll go back? Never. Really? No.
1: Ne- the only way I will ever go back is if my big sister was to be a coach that's the only way i would ever go back just because i would love to be under her again um but never i feel like once you stop you're supposed to elevate and go somewhere else like Mm -hmm. you're supposed to do bigger and better things you don't go back to that i don't feel like for me personally okay i know girls that have either gone to a different team or done things like that but i just feel like dance is a chapter in my life that i close okay yeah
0: now this is part of the show that i like to call like what's next so I like that you said that because it's kinda like where do you see yourself next or what do you want to be next?
1: I really wanna be a producer. Okay. Um, doesn't matter if it's in radio or television, but either or. Um so that's why I'm here at I heard with you. <laughs> um but yeah, so I definitely wanna be a producer. I went to school and I worked my butt off in school to get my degree while also dancing. Come on now. <laughs> so, um I definitely wanna use my degree. Mm-hmm. So I went to school for media studies and production and I'm just trying to, you know, make it in that industry specifically.
0: Yeah. Now, like I have all these like things that I like. I personally know about you from like social media and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's like you're Can one you of be those stalking people. Me, but go ahead. Here we go. <laughs> you're one of those people that like your social media matches your real life. And I feel like a That's lot of it. people. I think so. <laughs> like a lot of people say, like you know, like because I feel like you do this thing on your social media where you're like honest. Yeah. Like, you you're out and you have fun with Mm -hmm. like people whatever but at the same time it's just kind of like you're chill too like it's not like over the top you're not always like super done up like how do you how do you keep that balance in your life and did dancing with the Sixers have anything to do with that
1: um I think I've just always been myself or Mm -hmm. at least always tried to be myself in any aspect and honestly dancing with the Sixers I kind of didn't like Some of the things they were telling us, especially when it came to social media, because I'm like, I'm going to be me regardless. So if you're telling me not to post this, I'm just not going to post anything Sixers for the year. And I'm telling you, my last year on the team, when they came up with these social media restrictions, I said, well, I just won't be posting. Because they said, if you want to post what you want to post, you can't post that you like anything Sixers related.
0: I was just having a conversation about about that. I I, I think that's balance. It does make sense or whatever. It's somewhat unrealistic because but at the same time though if you're representing a brand it's kind of like i understood it. it
1: but i think it was just a little too straight or they were trying to what i feel like control everything Oh, for sure and it was more so like okay well if you want to post a picture of you with something sixers branded on you got to send it to me you got to send a caption you got to do this you got to do that <laughs> and i'm like nah you're not about to tell me what i can and cannot post Don't like we're not <laughs> yeah so i was like you know what i'm just not even gonna post a sixers picture until the end of the season and that's Just how we going to do it. But I've always been me, like I said. And I mean, because of who my dad is, my dad is, I don't want to toot his horn, but my dad is, you know, the man out here in these Mm -hmm. streets. Everybody knows my dad. Everybody loves my dad. Everybody respects my dad. So I think growing up with a dad like that, it helped with the kind of, I guess, I don't want to say popularity, but it helped me to kind of stay true to who I am. Because even though the spotlight wasn't always just on me yeah it came from him so i could always be myself and because i had a dad like him he always told me to be myself i never had to be somebody that i wasn't so i think that's where the balance came in Mm -hmm. um but again i just don't i don't like to be overly cocky i literally try to be confident but very humble um so i just again try to be myself when it is on social media i'm not gonna put anything that i just don't really do in real life it's just not I don't know. I just... My social media is for me.
0: The reason I asked that is because I know like a lot of people who will hear this show um, potentially like they are putting things on social media and I just wanted someone who was in like like a big arena. You know what I mean? Like not even just the literal arena but like you know you've been elevated Mm -hmm. and I just wanted... Someone at that level to like explain like being yourself on social media, how important it is, and how easy it, it is to yeah, do. Yeah,
1: it's super easy.
0: Um, I just wanted to put it out there that Aaliyah. One of our first conversations, she told me that one of her friends uh, dances for Shanti. She also has a friend <laughs> who dances for Beyonce, and I'm just like, yeah, let's be friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, my friends are lit. I love my friends.
0: <laughs> now I always close every show out asking a person to to give me their puzzle piece. So with that being said, I look at like life. It's like a, a really big just like blank puzzle, blank Mm -hmm. canvas. And everyone has their own little puzzle piece that we put together and we create like something like magical. Mm -hmm. So if you had to give me like your puzzle piece, like you know, your motto or some advice to someone or like whatever it is that you think will be your imprint, what would you say?
1: I would say always keep God first in everything that you do. Um, Just because I feel like that keeps you focused and grounded. Mm -hmm. That keeps you thinking about one thing in particular so no matter what happens in your life it's hard for you to stray any further if you just are always keeping god first um so i feel like that's how i kind of live my life my best friend like you said dances for beyonce and we've watched her transformation happen and it was because of her faith in god like no bs my best friend was living with me right before she got this opportunity and now she's off Dancing for the Queen Like It's just it, And it's so crazy How quickly That turnaround happened Like literally She lived a completely Different life a year ago mm-hmm. So That's My little takeaway To just always keep God first And stay focused on your prize Like whatever you want to do Stay dedicated And speak your stuff Into existence My best friend And myself mm-hmm. Spoke what we did Into existence My best friend Literally You can go look on her Instagram Her name is Atneek Chalet Just letting y'all know um, If y'all want to check her out But literally you can go look 2017 there's a post of Beyonce when she was pregnant with the twins and she said this next tour, I'm coming for it and that next tour, my best friend was on it wow literally so speak into existence keep God first and just stay focused
0: okay now I close shows out with asking people to you know let people know how they can find you and their your social media and everything and usually I'm okay with it but with you I we've posted pictures before and then people slide in my dms like oh who was that and I'm just like this is not what I'm looking for here. <laughs> really. I only want you to follow her if you're interested in doing something like dance related.
1: I feel like she could be a
0: good vessel for that. Yeah, Nothing else. Yeah, I got else.
1: a lot of knowledge about it. <laughs> I can help you out if you want to be on a team. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. I got you.
0: Series inquiries only. Yes, please. So what's your? Uh, how can they find you?
1: Okay, so on social media, it's Aaliyah Melise at A-L-E-A-H-M-E-L-I-S-E because my name is not like the singer. I'm different. My mama is different. Um, so that's my Instagram. Honestly, if you type Aliyah Malise in Google, you'll probably find all of my social media platforms, whether it's Facebook, Twitter. Don't really use my Twitter because my stalker be on there, but um, everything else, you could definitely get me on Instagram. So at Aliyah Malise.
0: All right, you guys heard that. So this is only for people who are looking to learn some knowledge. <laughs> um, not, smart, not not uh, We don't need any more additional stalkers
1: <laughs> Right
0: Thank you for tuning in Thank you for coming No
1: problem This of has course. been another
0: edition of Industry Friends <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Industry Friends I am the host Dexter Stuckey If you liked what you heard Do me a favor and rate the show Subscribe to the show Review the show Repost the show Please tell your friends about it I really appreciate it Industry Friends Your audio foot in the door
1: Industry, Industry Friends, friends. friends.